Loving Father in heaven, praise, glory, honor, and adoration be unto your holy name because you have been good to us. We thank you for your loving kindness, your mercy, your tenderness, your compassion, and patience with us. Lord in heaven, the life you have given to us we do not deserve. We ask, Lord, take our lives and let it be consecrated to thee. Lord, please grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts may be impressed with your word and that we may have power to become sons and daughters of God. As we go through our devotion, may these and many more blessings be accorded to us. Put your words in our mouth, that the words that will be spoken shall be words of life to help all who will be listening to become more and more like Jesus. Do this and take all the glory in Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, May 29 The Time of the Spirit's Power But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 We should pray as earnestly for the descent of the Holy Spirit as the disciples prayed on the day of Pentecost. If they needed it at that time, we need it more today. All manner of false doctrines, heresies and deceptions are misleading the minds of men, and without the Spirit's aid, our efforts to present divine truth will be in vain. We are living in the time of the Holy Spirit's power. It is seeking to diffuse itself through the agency of humanity, thus increasing its influence in the world. For if any man drinks of the water of life, it will be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. John chapter 4 verse 14 and the blessing will not be confined to himself, but will be shared by others. To reject the Holy Spirit, through whose power we conquer the forces of evil, is the sin that surpasses all others. For it cuts us off from the source of our power, from Christ and communion with him. The warfare between good and evil has not grown less fierce than it was in the days of the Savior. The path to heaven is no smoother now than it was then. All our sins must be put away. Every darling indulgence that hinders our religious life must be cut off. The right eye or the right hand must be sacrificed if it causes us to offend. Are we willing to renounce our own wisdom and to receive the kingdom of heaven as a little child? Are we willing to part with our self-righteousness? 
are we willing to sacrifice the approbation of men? The prize of eternal life is of infinite value. Are we willing to welcome the Holy Spirit's aid and cooperate with it, putting forth efforts and making sacrifices proportionate to the value of the object to be obtained? The heart of man may be the abode of the Holy Spirit. The peace of Christ which passeth understanding may rest in your soul, and the transforming power of His grace may work in your life and fit you for the courts of glory. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is The Time of the Spirit's Power. As we have seen in previous devotions, the Lord will have us be possessed of His Spirit so that through the Spirit, the image of God can be restored in all humanity. And I would like you to take this personal. The Lord will have you and me allow the Holy Spirit to possess us so that you who are listening to me now and also myself can have the image of God restored to us. And when we say the image of God, we are simply referring to the character of God as revealed in his law. 1 John chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 And you know that he, Jesus, was manifested to take away our sins. And in, in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. It is the work of the Holy Spirit to bring about the fulfillment of the work which Jesus began on the cross. Without the work of the Spirit, as we have said over and over again, the death of Jesus will not be effectual, and without the death of Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit will be ineffectual too, for both of them are the ones working to give glory to the Father. Jesus said that when the Spirit is come, that He, the Holy Spirit, will lead us into all truth. John 16 verse 13 and he also said in John 16 verse 14 that he shall glorify me that is the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus and Jesus himself glorifying the Father they all are bringing glory back to the Father and the only way the Father is glorified we read yesterday in the book of Ezekiel chapter 36 reading from 25 downward we see there that the way the Father is glorified is when His image is restored in us. He said that He wants to sanctify His name. He wants to honor His name. And the only way He can do that is He says, I will sprinkle clean water upon you. He will sprinkle clean water on you and on me so that we can be clean. And He will take away our heart of flesh, of stone rather, and give us a heart of flesh. And He says, I will put my spirit within you. Amen. And will cause you to walk in my statutes. That is how the glory comes back to the Father. That is how 
the image of God is restored in man. It is when the Spirit of God is put in man, when we are possessed with the Holy Spirit. Then he works in us to restore the image of God in us. But we are living in a time when the Bible tells us that the devil is roaring about looking for whom to devour. Not only that, we are told in the book of Revelation that the devil knows that he has a short time. Therefore, he works with greater intensity, greater subtlety, deeper deception and accuracy. Right now is a time when the devil has increased his activity and his power is being shown more greatly than it was before. Jesus prophesying about the end times tells us that the devil will even command fire to come down from heaven. In the book of Revelation 13, we are told that fire will be brought down from heaven to deceive people. Miracles. Matthew 24, Jesus said, Beware. Matthew 24 verse 3. Let no man deceive you, for false Christ and false prophets shall come, and they will do many wonderful works, signs and wonders, he said they will do. The devil is working so hard, and not just with signs and wonders, but also with false teachings, heresies and doctrines that do not have their foundation in the word of God. And some of them seem so close to the truth that unless your eyes are fixed on the word of God, oh, unless the Holy Spirit enlightens you, you will not be able to decipher and discern that the devil has given you error to believe. Because so close does his error come to the truth that unless you have the goggles in your eyes, unless the Holy Spirit enlightens you and is able to direct you into the Word of God, unless that happens, you will be swept away by the false doctrines, the heresies and the deceptions of the devil. So many of them are around today. This is a time for the Holy Spirit to work. Jesus has already told us, and I will say not told us, but he has warned us, warned us in the book of John 15, reading from verse 3, you are clean through the word I have spoken unto you, abide in me, take it as a warning. If you have been brought out of darkness, Jesus is warning us, warning you who are listening to me, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. I, Jesus, am the vine, you, me, and you are the branches. As You see, Jesus is saying here now, he is the one that is the source of all our strength. But how? Through the Spirit. Because after telling them he wants to abide in us, after telling us that and we should abide in him, he then tells us that he's going away. Then how can he abide in us when he's going away? And that's why he said it is important. John 16 verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. It is through the Holy Spirit that Christ abides in us. It is through the word that Christ abides in us. The word of God and the spirit are the power that Jesus came to give to us. Let's go to the word now. John 1 verse 12 says, As many as received him to them gave he power to become sons of God. Take that verse. Then Jesus himself said, Acts 1 verse 8, 
For you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses for me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and all to the uttermost part of the earth. Then we also read in Hebrews 4 verse 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And to add to that, Jesus now finally brings the two of them together. You see, we've seen now the word of God is powerful. You can also see it all over psalms 33 verse 6 and verse 9 by the word of god were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth he spoke and it was done he commanded and he stood fast isaiah 55 reading from verse 10 for as the rain cometh down and the snow from the heavens and watereth the earth so that it will give seed to the, it waters it and it buds and brings seed to the sower and bread to the eater then jesus says so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void for it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it, and shall accomplish what I please. Here, Jesus is telling us about the word being powerful, and we've also seen that the Holy Spirit is powerful. John 6 verse 63, Jesus then says, It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit, and they are life. The two combine the word of God the Holy Spirit taking that word impresses it on our heart is Christ abiding in us. We abiding in Him is us praying, studying, and evangelizing. Jesus then says, If we do not abide in Him, He cannot abide in us, and we cannot do anything good. We can only do evil if God is not abiding in us through His Spirit. And that is why this is the time for the Holy Spirit's power. Because as Christ has gone back to heaven, now, the presence of God on the earth is through the Holy Spirit as it has ever been. Because it is through the Spirit that we, as I said earlier, can decipher and discern the snares of Satan. And also through the Spirit that we can overcome sin. It is through the Spirit that we can exercise faith in Jesus to receive forgiveness and also to live a life in accordance with His law. It is only the Spirit that can help us do that. That is why we need to pray earnestly for the Holy Spirit. We need to pray earnestly that we will be possessed by the Spirit of God. Because whosoever does not have the Spirit of God is none of His. We cannot do the things that we want to do. And that's why when Paul talked about him not being able to do the things of God, he then said in Romans 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We have to walk after the Spirit. And to make this plain, what it means to walk after the Spirit, like we've seen, the words that Jesus speaks, they are Spirit and they are life. We have to study the Word of God. And as the Word of God is entering into us, the Holy Spirit has subject matter with which He can use to transform our lives but without the word the holy spirit's work will not be effectually done we need to study our bibles so that christ can abide in us and we need to pray for the holy spirit for it is only through the holy spirit that we can have power we can have power to do the things of god we are living in a time of the holy spirit's power it is seeking to diffuse itself through the agency of humanity thus increasing its influence in the world for if any man drinks of the water of life it will be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life and that is why 
in this warfare between good and evil we have to understand the holy spirit is so much needed now nothing has changed instead things have i mean between the time of christ and now it is still as hard as it was so we need the holy spirit the other day we talked about sin against the holy spirit and we see something of that nature being brought up to us today a high calling page 155 paragraph 4 says to reject the holy spirit through whose power we conquer the forces of evil is the sin that surpasses all others for it cuts us off from the source of our power from christ and communion with him and what does it mean to reject the holy spirit it's the same thing that jesus referred to in matthew chapter 12 when he talked about blaspheming against the holy spirit you can read it matthew 24 verse um, matthew chapter 12 reading from verse 22 downward where jesus casted out the demon from a blind and dumb man and the man was now able to see and to speak the pharisees then accused jesus that the only way he did this work was because he is in connection with demons and they are the demons that helped him to cast out demons and jesus reasoned with them and said how can demons cast out demons if i'm doing it by demons then by whom are your children doing them and then he said all manner of sin or any word you speak shall be forgiven us but the blasphemy against the holy ghost will not be forgiven in this war in this life and in the life to come what is this blasphemy against the holy ghost it is when the word the spirit of god is being given to us and we reject it and say it is not of god but it's of devils or even if you don't say it directly indirectly you say it by rejecting the spirit if you reject the spirit then what are you going to accept you are left with all other spirits to accept except the holy spirit therefore you are blaspheming against the holy ghost you are now calling evil spirit a good spirit and good spirit an evil spirit and what do i mean by spirit remember jesus said the words that i speak unto you they are what they are spirit and they are life so what does it mean to reject the holy spirit it is to reject the word that is what it means to reject the holy spirit when you reject the word which is spirit and life and you say no this thing is not of god so perhaps somebody is teaching you from the word that this is what god says and clearly that is what it says and you reject it say no i will not practice it and you practice something contrary what are you actually rejecting who are you blaspheming against you're actually speaking against the holy spirit and rejecting the holy spirit or suppose you actually accept something and you say oh the lord has really helped me because i can see that in his words this is what he says remember the word is spirit and you start to practice it, and after some time you start to doubt your practices and say I don't think this is the truth and you start to practice something contrary let me get very specific now let's say it has to do with something in the commandments of god like the sabbath you've seen and you were convinced that you're supposed to keep the sabbath or entertainment and you know that you are not supposed to engage in this watching of these entertainment programs and the worldly music and all and then sometime in your life later you want to indulge and you feel there's nothing wrong with it and you go back to engaging in it or you stop keeping the sabbath so who convinced you before when you stopped it when you stopped watching the movies who was it that convinced you if you say now that you are convicted that there's nothing wrong with it that spirit that is convicting you that there's nothing wrong with that or the spirit that is convicting you that there's nothing wrong with breaking the sabbath and not going uh, honoring the seventh day and the one that convicted you before that there was something wrong with it they are not the same spirit 
if you reject one, you call that one an evil spirit, even though you don't say it directly. You have two opposing views here. Rejecting one is to call that one an evil spirit. And the one you accept is now called the Holy Spirit. Now, woe betide you that you accept an evil spirit for the Holy Spirit and call the Holy Spirit the evil spirit. What do I mean? Accepting the, 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 rejecting the word of God and accepting fables and calling the word of God the one that is not, calling it uh, the evil one. And then the evil one calling it good. That's why the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 5 verse 20, Woe to him that calleth good evil and evil good, or put evil for good and good for evil. Woe unto you. Why? Because that is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. And we are told to reject the Holy Spirit is to reject He alone who can help us to conquer. It's to reject Christ. It is the sin that surpasses all others for it cuts us off from the source of our power from Christ and communion with Him. And once we have been cut off, what can be done for us? What happened to King Saul? King Saul was told by God through Samuel, go to the land of the Amalekites and destroy them, all of them. Don't bring anything back, all their cattle, animal, nothing should be brought. But he went there and did something else, brought back the king and then the cattle and everything. And Samuel was told by God that Saul disobeyed and he should go and remonstrate with him and reason with him. Samuel represented the Holy Spirit that they trying to reason with Saul through the Spirit trying to make Saul understand through the word that he was wrong. But Samuel, Saul rather, kept on arguing and defending himself saying that he has not done any wrong, that he has done right, that he did what the Lord asked him to do. Let me read it now, reading in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15. So, King Saul came to Samuel, reading from verse, I'll be reading now from verse 12. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set him up a place, and is gone about, and passed on, and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Take note. Saul is saying, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleating of the sheep in mine ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, oh, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed the king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil, and did evil in the sight of the Lord? Now take note of what is happening. Saul said with his own words, I have performed the commandment. Samuel said, you have done evil. You did not perform the commandment. What you, are, what you did is wrong. Now, verse, 30, verse 20 rather. 
And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. So Saul here is refusing to accept his wrong. Go on in verse 21. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. Wow. So what was it that Saul did? He rejected the word of the Lord, and God rejected him from being king. Let us see the result of this Samuel uh, Samuel and Saul's encounter and what happened to Saul after that. Now, we will go to the book of 1 Samuel, the next chapter, which is chapter 16. Reading from verse 14, it says, Because of what happened between Samuel and Saul, and Saul told him, God has rejected you because you rejected his word. Verse 14 says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. What was it that Saul rejected that made the Holy Spirit to leave him? It was the Word. When we reject the Word of God and refuse to to be convinced by the Word of God that we are sinners or that we have done wrong, the Holy Spirit leaves us. Since he cannot convince us, we are sinning against the Holy Spirit because he is trying to work on us and we are not allowing him to. And in rejecting the word, we reject the spirit and the spirit leaves. And that was what happened to Saul and it's happening to many today. Just like this encounter between Saul and Samuel, someone comes to you to convict you of your dressing that is wrong, of your not keeping the Sabbath, of any practice and you are being told this thing is wrong and you keep defending and saying no i did right there's nothing wrong with what i'm doing when you reject the word of god like that be careful my brother be careful my sister you know not what you are doing when god will take his spirit away from you the bible tells us that that sin because you cannot repent of it whatever the situation is whatever the sin is because you refuse to be convicted of it the Holy Spirit lives and that is where you have sinned against the Holy Spirit and for that issue we are told that you will not be forgiven in this world or in the world to come. Let us open our hearts and receive the word of God because in receiving the word we receive his spirit along with it because that is what the spirit came to do. The spirit came to use the word to impress on our hearts and convict us of our sins and of righteousness and of judgment in the time in which we live now is the time for the holy spirit to work because the devil is working hard and only by abiding in christ and christ abiding in us through the word and through the spirit can we meet the special and peculiar temptations of the devil today may we not reject the spirit and may we partake of the spirit and pray for the holy spirit because we need him more than ever before pray and the lord has promised in the book of luke 11 verse 13 that anyone who asks he will certainly give us the holy spirit amen let us pray our loving father in heaven 
I feel the need in myself and all those who have listened also please grant us of your spirit for we need him now more than ever before some of us are struggling with sin struggling with our darling indulgences struggling with the temptations and heresies and errors that the devil is bringing to us to lead us astray and we have seen that without you we can do nothing without your spirit we can achieve nothing please leave us not alone send forth your spirit upon us that we may live the life of christ help us lord to walk in the way of righteousness and truth and to do that which is right and well pleasing in your sight give us power to become sons of god give us power to be witnesses of for you through your holy ghost in all the places we go to glorify your name and to live a life in harmony with your will do this and take the glory in jesus name i have prayed amen and amen